Hello and welcome to the Re Entertainment Podcast, episode 32 for December 13th, 2015. With me this week is Connor Nemesis Besh. Literally nobody else would show up. <laughs> well, Aroa would have, but I would have to wait until he gets off work. Um, of course, I'm Nathan Reeton Spruth, and uh, we're going to start off, as always, by what games we have been playing. So, Connor, you wanted to talk about a game quite a bit, so let's start off with you. <laughs> kind of, actually. Um, so, Undertale has been out for a while, and I know I have no business bringing it up now because it's kind of a sleeper hit for me. Um, it got purchased for me because it was on sale, and they're like, you love it, you love it, it's just like Earthbound. And I was like, yeah, you know, Earthbound's got a special place in my heart. That's not a comment I take lightly. And I started playing it, and I fell in love with it. Like, I'm going to close this window so everyone doesn't hear the L. Yeah, I heard that. I was like, hey, there's a train again. I forgot about that. Uh, it, should, it should be better now. Um, to, to get to the skinny of it, I sincerely think this is a game that has the capacity to make the player a better person. It's now, really unique like that. It's now, good. from what I understand, because I haven't seen any gameplay footage, like I haven't watched Let's Plays or anything, but I've seen <clears> reviews... <throat> And they say that you can actually bypass pretty much every fight by just talking to people. Not even pretty much. Uh, there's the, the run that I'm going for right now is called True Pacifist Run, and you need to not kill anybody. Oh, okay. And, and I heard that's quite a bit more difficult than it is to uh, like actually just fight things. So my roommate is doing a genocide right, uh, run right now, so I mean, I've had a little bit of it spoiled, you know, and it's hopefully not going to be too much of an impact, but... Playing the game where you're killing everyone and you're getting experience, becoming a better fighter, it scales pretty well, but playing the game as though you're going to be a pacifist, you know, hey, you're supposed to be a lot stronger than me right now, not including I'm supposed to be a lot stronger than I am right now, and I'm just going to talk to you and let you hit me. It's been pretty difficult. Yeah. Um, I'm not good at bullet hells anyways. I've never been good at bullet hells, so that's already one big penalty that I've been kind of trying to overcome. Right. But it's the story's surprisingly good. Like I wasn't expecting the story to be this good. Yeah, that's that's good. And it's an indie game, right? Yeah. It's made by Toby Fox and I mean he's got a team with him, but it's mainly Toby Fox who uh he, he I mean he's a known person. He's made an Earthbound mod, the uh the Halloween mod or something like that, and he did a bunch of music for Homestuck, which I've never actually seen or read Homestuck, so I'm not actually sure. Like I'm sure there's references that I'm looking at and just walking past right but i mean this guy's he's a thing on the internet he's well known that's good um now <clears throat> with it being an indie game it can't be that much it's what 10 15 bucks uh, i got it for free so if you could do that definitely um <laughs> yes. yeah it's pretty cheap don't pirate it just have somebody <clears throat> else buy it for you yeah it was gifted to me um have you been playing anything else um i've actually been kind of dicking around a lot of my games um i rebeat dishonored again just because dishonored is Another great story game. Dishonored yeah. is something I get really immersed with, and uh, the main, the, not the main villain, but one of the main villains that you get to encounter, Dowd, is like, I, I kind of feel like writing something up about him, which I might post on Written Entertainment if I actually do it. Uh, God, what else? Let me take a peek through my inventory, my uh, Steam inventory here, the library. Yeah, uh, I've been playing Rocksmith, but that's hardly a game. That's more something to do to kill time. Right. Uh, I was playing Terraria for a little bit, but as always happens with games like that, the people I was playing with all got bored. Yeah, that's I, I get bored <clears> of <throat> Terraria pretty pretty quickly. So. And I tried playing Payday 2 again, and it's still 
I still feel a little too betrayed, so I decided just let it die, you know. So yeah, I and I really liked Payday. There's that's a really pretty unique game too. And... Right. I haven't found anything that gets me in that kind of. And I I understand I'm kind of at a uh, I'm kind of the perfect demographic. I love heist movies and heist stories. Yeah. Like just amazing. I I think about stuff like not like I'm gonna do it, but <laughs> I, I think about stuff like that a lot. It just it's interesting to me. You know, games like Shadowrun, I love them. So Payday was just the perfect kind of experience, you know? And then they, they, they went, and they're just right in the butt. Now, you can't see. Connor's actually on <laughs> camera for me, and he was just making a motion with his hands. Yeah, I like doing visual jokes on a purely audio podcast. Yeah, they're fun. Uh, I have been playing Final Fantasy V, actually. Five? Five. Like, with Bart's. Butts. Butts, right. Yeah. Uh, so when I went to the Portland Retro Gaming Expo, I bought the Famicom, the Super Famicom version of Final Fantasy four, five, and six. And I have a one of the Retron fives now, so I can plug it in there and then upload an English patch. So I'm literally, I'm actually playing it off the legit car, uh, cartridge. It's That's pretty just cool. With a, just with a patch on it, so uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. It's it's definitely not. It's not the best Final Fantasy, but it's not the worst either. No, Final Fa- uh, Five is definitely not the lowest on the list. Um, it's not super great. I hate Bart's. He gets, yeah. He's he's kind of like um, whatever the hell his name in Ten. Like, I'm trying Titus. so hard to repress Titus. Him. He's kind of got that same whininess to him a little bit. Definitely not as bad. Yeah. That game shines with its support characters and even the antagonists. Gilgamesh. Yeah. Great. X-Death is, like, one of my favorite villains. He is one of the only Final Fantasy villains who I feel like, if I had to choose a side, he doesn't really have the wrong idea. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also <laughs> like the job systems really good. Yeah, 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 that as well. Uh, Gameplay's pretty solid. Yeah. So it's it's a good game, and I've been playing, I've played it for about five or six hours now. Uh, but the reason why I haven't really played anything else, there's a couple reasons. First off, now, that's all happened within, like, a week-long period. Uh, my mom had some health issues, so I had to go down to California for about four or five days, which is why I missed uh, last Saturday. <clears throat> I was supposed to put up a video, but I wasn't able to put up a video on YouTube because, you know, my mom was dying pretty much, and she's not dead. She's recovering. But, you know, she was having some issues, so I went down to California and postponed my, my review or video or whatever I was going to do. And then the moment I got home, so I got home last Saturday, I sat down at my computer, and my friend was here watching me, so he can verify. Uh, there was a graphics update, and I did the update, and then it's like, do you want to restart? I restarted my computer, and the motherboard fried. Yeah, and apparently while I was gone, my friend's cat died. <laughs> my roommate's cat died. So, See, this is why I don't like California. Nothing ever good comes out of California. Exactly. So, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'll try to fix it. And I went up to Portland and bought a motherboard. Drove three hours up to Portland, bought a motherboard, drove back. Put everything together. <coughs> and that motherboard was DOA, it seems. That blows. <laughs> so, I am currently waiting for a new motherboard I ordered off of Amazon. Uh, I have a new processor because I think the the processor went with the motherboard. 
but I'm that might not be true. The the processor might be fine, the old one. So I might just have an extra processor. Uh, so yeah, so I'm not going to be able to post a video for, I'm probably not going to post one next Saturday. And then after that, I'm just going to keep doing it. You know, every Saturday I'll post a video. Just these three weeks are a little shitty. And that's why I wasn't here last week was because Aroa, you know, he said, you know, my motherboard got fried or my motherboard had issues. And my friend who actually listened to the podcast was like oh that's a good way of like he thought we were trying to cover up for my my actual mom having issues right so he's like i'm like no james seriously my my motherboard was fried it was terrible so i've been playing final fantasy 5 because that's about the only game i can play right now is things off the retron and i can i can stream but it's it's I can barely stream, so there's no real reason to do that. So I'll start streaming again. Motherboard will be here Tuesday. I'll get it all built then. And then hopefully, if everything turns out right, I'll have a working computer next week. So, Like you, you tweeted, you're like, I'm going to fix this goddamn PC. Pretty much. That's that's <laughs> my, my goal. And I So there's either either the motherboard is that I bought from Fry's is bad, or it has a compatibility issue with something in my system. We got it to boot one time. And that's it. Every other time we've tried to boot it, it won't boot. That's kind of weird, actually. When it booted, it was like, it booted fine? Or did it, it boot booted, screen? Or? It, it went to BIOS. Okay. okay. And then so. after that, now it won't go to BIOS or anything. So there's either um, the display ports are having issues or... Uh, something like that, because the display ports, if they're not grounded correctly, could have issues. And it, so maybe that one time we got them grounded correctly, I don't know. So, I mean, are you getting motherboard? Uh, are you getting uh, BIOS bleeps? No, word for it, Spe- speaker tones. But that doesn't really matter because what's happening is even when it did boot the one time, what it will do is it'll turn on for about twenty seconds, and it won't display anything to the to the monitors. But it'll turn on for about 20 seconds, and then it will turn off, and then about five seconds later, it'll turn back on. Think it'd be an issue with your CPU? I don't think it's... That's not an issue with the CPU, because we've tried two different CPUs. Well, I mean, um, like, it could be the port itself. Yeah, but that would still be a motherboard, motherboard issue. issue. Yeah. Um, and it could <clears> be a... It could be like a discrepancy, like not wanting to work with the the type of RAM I have. But uh, most signs are pointing to motherboard issue either because my friend wanted to install it and put it in for me. And I was like, whatever. And he may have put it in incorrectly and hooked up the pin settings incorrectly, which can cause issues. And the way that he didn't actually have the ports grounded like they should have been. So... Anyway, next week I'll be able to play some games and maybe play some more Fallout 4. Or I really want to play Xeno, Xenoblade Chronicles X, but I don't really have money for it since I've had to buy, you know, processor and a motherboard and yeah, I'm not that, very very happy. That and you shouldn't be playing bad games anyways. You don't. You're not interested in Xenoblade Chronicles. I always hated the Xenoblade series. Oh, that, that general gameplay series has always been so boring to me. Oh, you don't like uh, Xeno Gears? Or Xenosagas? Nope. Oh, man, you're not my friend anymore. Those games are awesome. Bye. See ya!
Um, anyway, so let's get on to some stories. Now, these are some stuff that we've wanted to talk about. And <coughs> one, the first thing that we're going to talk about is something that, I don't know, you and I probably have wanted for years. I know I've wanted it. Uh, Final Fantasy. Lose my virginity. Oh, uh, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah. He wants to lose his virginity. I I hope Morgan's listening to this. I'm sure she'll find that interesting. Yes. Uh, so Final Fantasy VII, uh, the HD remake is coming out for PS4 sometime within the next decade. I would imagine. Maybe, maybe knowing Square, it'll just be like, no, we actually turned that into a different game. We turned into (laughs) Final Fantasy VIII. I would. I don't even care that much. That would make me mad. <laughs> I, I would. Uh, I, it makes me. I'm stuttering just thinking about it. <clears throat> they would turn themselves into like, uh, what what a Konami. Oh that, yeah. That'd be, that'd be that kind of dick move. Yep. And then they're like, we're gonna fire everyone who made this game great. Um. So anyway, the the post that I have, and it'll be listed in the thing below, the little summary below. Uh, Final Fantasy VII. It's saying that it would not, the that the the game would not fit into a single release. Like they're saying that cause it's going to have multiple like stories. So there's going to be like episode one and episode two. Right, right, right. Um, um, I, I imagine they'll do it more a little bit like what they've done with Final Fantasy XIII. When well, the way that they're describing it, that kind of sounds like what they're going for. Right. And I think that's just an awful idea. Yeah, I think it's uh, bullshit, because if you have a game like Fallout 4, which is hundreds of hours of gameplay, uh, you have games like Skyrim, again, hundreds of hours of gameplay, those both fit on a single release. Skyrim fit on a single DVD. So why would uh, why would Final Fantasy VII not fit on a single Blu-ray disc, which is... 50 they they use dual lever dual layer blu-ray discs which is 50 gigabytes roughly so why would one game that is pretty linear i mean you can do stuff in the world and move around and stuff like that but it's still a pretty linear game why would that game not fit onto a single release well here's the other thing you need to keep in mind it's not that they're just doing you know non-single discs it's not about the data they could fit on they're saying it would not fit into a single release. That means we're going to have a 7-1, a 7-2, Cloud Returns, a, a 7-3, shit, Yuffie stole all my materia. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty, uh, I, I could, I, they're probably going to do it with three, three different ones, like they did the release of Final Fantasy VII originally, three oh, discs. Right. So the, at the end of disc one, and then I guess you have to buy disc two. Which is, I think that's what they're going for. It's a money grab. You know, well, it is. They, they don't have enough money yet. Yeah, they're not going to make millions upon millions of dollars off of Final Fantasy VII. I mean, I gotta tell you, the fact that they're switching it to—have you seen the combat demo? Uh, yeah, I have. It's it's. It doesn't look fun. It is definitely more like Final Fantasy Thirteen. And Thirteen's gameplay was trash. Yeah, I, I I hesitate to say trash, but yeah, it, it wasn't very good. Oh, and looking at the way that they have, because it looks like you have a bar that, you know, when you attack, a part of that bar goes down. Yeah. You know, so the first thing that I thought of kind of, you know, joking around with myself, making a, a riff track out of it was, how are you supposed to do the Knights of the Nine round exploit to take care of things like Emerald Weapon now? There's still, I mean, you can still see Summon. 
there. Right. So, <clears throat> so what I, they're probably going to do is it when you summon it, it replaces your character, like in ten or something like that. Of course, this is all just speculation. They could totally flip it on their head. Right. But I don't, I don't like the changes that they're making. We wanted a remake, not a a re. What was wrong with the old system? Shit. A reboot type thing. Um, right. I I don't know. I like the old system. I thought, why don't you just make an HD? I don't know. Add in cutscenes. And I there are certain things I like. Like I like you're able to if you if you see you're able to run around uh, the the Shinra area a lot more. I um, I like that idea. <clears throat> I like how they're utilizing the Unreal Engine to build mm-hmm. beautiful cyberpunk cityscapes. Hell, I brought up Shadowrun earlier. I'm, I, nothing gets my dick harder than cyberpunk, and that's the kind of thing that I want to be able to see this engine really, not only pull off, but pull off beautifully. Square Enix has the technology, the backing, and now the engine to really make that place shine. But instead, what we're going to get is a lot of recycled areas that are going to seamlessly, you can't see it, but I just did finger quotes, it's, it's going <laughs> to look bullshit, so everything that you battle in looks just like everything that you're running around in. And that's not what Final Fantasy has ever been about. And then you could say, oh, that's not a big deal. But it actually kind of is. When everything you're looking around is just a ticking clock into the next battle, I suddenly don't want to explore anymore, you know? Right. I. So so my thing is fighting, like the, the combat in RPGs, is always, in my opinion, one of the weakest parts. Um, storytelling and environment stuff like that that's what i look forward to so i'm i don't really care about the 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 combat as much as you know other people do because i'm i'm not there for the combat i'm there to see the story and see how it unfolds now i know how final fantasy 7 story unfolds uh but i'm still interested to see the way that they're telling it now because i think they're going to change some stuff which is bad good and bad good and bad uh there's some stuff that they could clear up a little bit, like they could expand Vincent a little bit. Um, they could expand people's stories more than, I mean, Yuffie, you get a little bit of what she, of her story, and then she's kind of just thrown in the wayside. I'm gonna let you finish, but let me stop you right there. Have you ever played um, Crisis Core or Dirge of Cerberus by chance? I have played a little bit of both of them. I haven't actually beat either of them, and I know they expand <clears throat> on the story in Vincent with Vincent in both of those, but. So what they could do is integrate that, you know? Right. I would I wouldn't have an issue if they did that, you know? Where I imagine they're probably gonna tell Zack's story a little bit better because for the most part you can kind of beat the original Final Fantasy Seven without knowing much about Zack, you know. Spoiler alert he's there for the flashback when Cloud's all comatose and shit like that. Yeah. But other than that, it's just kinda like, yeah, it was this guy I looked up to. He's not around anymore. Yeah, but, Hi, I'm Cloud. But I'm just thinking they could <clears throat> expand on those, which may, if they do that and they do expand quite a bit on the, each of those characters and add more stuff like that, it might be worth doing a multiple release thing. But still, I think they should just stick to one single release That's that they can awesome. make tons of. Well, because they could also, what they could do is <clears throat> just what everyone else does and release a single release and then DLC. Which I don't want to promote that model, but this is definitely, this isn't the way to do it. No. And that, Square, and the DLC Square, what model, are you doing? the DLC model would be better than this model. Cause at least with DLC, you know, you have the option of, of playing, you have the option of buying it and 
you get the you should at least get the full story without it. DLC could add on like like what they did with Bioshock Infinite, where they had different stories. So right, it's say, a lot of behind the scenes <clears throat> stuff or what happened then stuff. With, say, with something like Final Fantasy, if you have to get the new release just to get to disc two or whatever, people who've never played before, which I'm sure there are people out there who haven't, it's they're gonna. Why would they want to continue playing? The gameplay already looks like it's going to be shit. Nobody, I mean, I, I know that's not true, but nobody with the taste that I would be, like, approving of likes the new combat system. At least not how it looks, anyways. No, it's it doesn't look very good, but this was early, early footage, so hopefully they'll change it, but, oh well. I'm fine with seeing how it, how it comes out, because my thing is... Yes, we we both want kind of just an upscaled version of the original with prettier graphics. Prettier gra- they, they had a great opportunity here, and they've ruined it. But the thing is, we uh, we have to be somewhat objective because same thing with another thing we're going to talk about later on. This is early footage, so they may change stuff. They may hear the backlash from the fans and be like. No, we'll we'll change it back to the normal the the old system. Most likely not because it's Square Enix and they don't listen to fans. But you know that's a Japanese that's kind of a Japanese company thing. They Japanese companies don't listen to fans, like Konami. <laughs> you didn't say it. I was going to. <laughs> yeah, because oh, man, that's just been a horrible shit show. Uh, anyway, so the second thing we we're talking about, you like cyberpunk. I love cyberpunk if I haven't yeah maybe I've hinted it here or there, yeah, every once in a while uh do you like you like uh Bioshock right um well, objectively, I love the story. the gameplay is actually kind of mediocre, okay, so you like bioshock um now <laughs> you you do re- know what game influenced Bioshock right oh yeah um i it was one of the games that got me on the p c gaming at first, yep. so when I saw the news, I was very you know. High school girl squealing, kind of excited. Yeah, Mylon Secret Castle, the <laughs> the PC port. No, uh, <clears throat> I don't even know if that was a game. It probably was a game at some point. Uh, System Shock Three. Yeah. So I've never actually played System Shock Two. I I have it <clears throat> and I've loaded it up, and then I'm like, what are these controls? Yeah, it was it was back in a time before things were really um. Standard. Uniform? Yeah, standard. Standard is a good word for it, too. I mean, this is the wild, wild west of gaming back then, you know? This is, like, this is one of the first games, I mean, definitely not the first ever, but at least experience-wise, that was one of the first games where I kind of had to learn, you know, it, you can't use the arrow keys anymore, you gotta play west. Right. I was I was young, and because of that, I was kind of able to get that impressionist feeling of, this is a new experience, this is the future of gaming, look at how great all this looks. And you can interact with the environment, and the story they're telling is, you know, I played games like StarCraft before, you know, and Doom and stuff like that. Definitely not something like what System Shock gave to us. Um, in fact, other than maybe the uh, the Alien game, I think it was for like Sega or something like that, but other than that, System Shock was the first game that I can really recall ever feeling scared in. Like, yeah. Uh... Not, not Resident Evil jump scare, kind of scared, like considering the possibilities kind of scared right it's an uh, amazing story on top of a kind of okay interface 
Uh, okay, I want to say I think the interface is awful for yep. System Shock 2. Uh, not, it's not kind of okay. It's, it's terrible. And that's okay. It's kind of like going back and playing, um, <coughs> uh, Deus Ex, the original. Oh, I, I've tried. I can't. The, <laughs> I've been so spoiled by Human Revolution. I know. The controls are just so. How did we do it back in the day, man? I don't know. We had I... patience. I I played a lot of I actually didn't actually play a lot of computer games until about uh, eleven years ago, so I kind of skipped over all that junk. But I mean, it's also like playing. Uh, if I have you ever played Final Fantasy eleven? Um, I've never played it personally, but my old roommate played it a lot, so I've seen him play it, and then fourteen as well. I know they're not the same, but I know. Kind of- but but my thing is the controls in Final Fantasy XI. They were like right before WoW came out, like a year or two before WoW came out. Um, you know, they had a different con- control scheme than pretty much any MMO you're going to play today. And I I like the control scheme, but I whenever I have some whenever I was playing and I would be like, hey, come on, you should play Final Fantasy. We'll play together. I'll level up with you. And, you know, a friend would grab it and they'd be like, how do I move around? And I'm like, well, um, you, you do this. And they're like, that's retarded. <clears throat> it's because it's not the standard WASD or anything like that. And you don't jump. But uh, it's just, it's like that. It's going back to those older games. You kind of have to learn how to play them because none of them are standardized. None of them are like the traditional just WASD. Sure, they might have that, but then they have other things that it's like, what? I do this with the right shift key? Yes. Right. (laughs) A a lot of these old, like the stories are still amazing and the experiences, you'll never forget them. But gameplay wise, they just haven't aged well. Right. So it's, there's a, there's a good and bad thing with that because. You know, System Shock 3 is probably, when it comes out, it's probably going to be more standardized, which is uh, good. It'll be it'll be what Deus Ex Human Revolution is to Deus Ex. Right. And if they, if it's not, then, dear God, what are you doing? Right. But, uh, you know, it's, it's also bad because now, like, every game you play, every MMO you play that's been come out, that came out for the last 10 years is, like, wow. That's all it is. Yeah, every MMO is a cookie cutter of WoW. They saw the success of that, and they said, we could do that, and they tried, and, I mean, Guild Wars 1, I actually liked Guild Wars 1, but it's technically not super successful. No. Guild Wars 2 is getting there, but it's definitely not WoW. Um, Star Wars was a failure. Yeah. Uh, Tamriel Online was a, um, sorry, Elder Scrolls Online was a failure. (laughs) Uh, Final (laughs) Fantasy XIV is actually doing pretty decently now. Ever since they did the Rail Reborn. Well, wasn't a wasn't eleven kind of, you know, like at once WoW came around, a lot of their fan base died off a little bit. So Final Fantasy eleven, um, it really depends. So a lot of people did leave to go play other MMOs and stuff, just because they got after a while you get bored. Right. But if you were a Final Fantasy player and you really liked it, going to WoW kind of felt like. Oh hey, this is Baby's first MMO. Because Final Fantasy Eleven was so much more difficult. You had to use your brain so much more than you did in World of Warcraft. And so 
um, a lot of the players that are still there are people who have been playing since, you know, eight or nine years ago. So I, and I look at it and I'm still like, oh, they're finishing up the story of Final Fantasy XI. I should go, no, I shouldn't <clears throat> go back. Bad read, bad. <laughs> so I really like Final Fantasy XI. I think it, honestly, people just didn't like it because the control scheme was weird and it, it didn't hand stuff to you. When it tells you, hey, I want you to go do a quest, it doesn't put a little marker on your map to go do it. You have to literally go and fi- figure out what's going on. That was kind of the, the dead day of World of Warcraft for me, was when they started holding your hand a little bit too much for everything, to the point where if you opened your map, you pretty much get you know, where you are to where you're going. It'll, it'll give you a little A-star pathing. Right. And that's why, and we're getting a little off topic. We're getting a lot yeah. off topic. The, the main care. point that we had is that those games are incredibly, you know, they're unique in that they control schemes is very much what makes sense for this game, not what will players be familiar with. Right. And they are aggressively difficult. They do not hold your hand. Right. Final Fantasy Eleven, System Shock 2, pretty much older games like that. Friggin', if anyone... Do, how many people do you know that have played Final Fantasy, or not Final Fantasy, Fallout 3, New Vegas, and 4, who have went and played the first two? And then they they hate the experience. Yeah. Uh, I know you don't like them, but uh, Enri, a mutual friend of ours, that was kind of his experiences, he, I'm pretty sure anyways. He, he what the, what the part that I know about it is he came to me very confused, hurt, and not knowing what to do when it came to Fallout's. And a lot of it is just, yeah, that's just how we had to do it back in the day. Yeah, it was turn-based and isometric and ten times harder than <sighs> than either of the other Fallout games. The original Elder Scrolls. Now, I'll be honest, I hadn't played it until after I played Elder Scrolls 3. Right. If you don't have a character that's off to snuff, you're not making it out of that dungeon. In Fallout 2, if you don't choose like a melee skill... In the like, as one of your first things, that first temple you get put into at the very beginning of the game is almost impossible to get through. Mm-hmm. After each battle, you have to save because if you don't, then you're starting the game over. Pretty much. Um. So hopefully, System Shock Three will be a little bit easier, <laughs> just a little bit. So if any developers are for some reason listening to us, hard games are not bad. But player experience needs to trump that. Right. I like I, I like difficult games. I like I love diff if if a game can make me, you know, scratch my head and wonder how to do something, if it makes me more engaged than just hold my hand as you give me the tutorial eighty times in a row. It's great. Fuck games like Batman, all the new ones. Fuck games like the Modern Warfare games even uh, the the Call of Duty games nowadays even. It's all just it's their target demographic is not gamers who really appreciate the story for what it is if you treat your audience like they're intelligent and like they're there to have a good time your story will improve as a direct response to it now going along with the same thing there there's a new game and they mention it a little bit in here um they mentioned the ultima series all the <coughs> the people behind the original ultima underground or uh is it underground underworld there you go. uh games is actually making system shock shock three which is cool uh they were also they also have a game calling out coming out called shroud of the avatar uh richard garriott has that coming out and 
that game is another game. It's it's an MMORPG, and they are kind of harkening back to not the 80s or 90s, but you know, kind of the older MMOs and stuff where they didn't have a marking on the map for every little thing you had to do. And I'm I'm really interested in that game, even if I don't play it or like it. I'm interested because at least they're trying something different. And that's something that a lot of people haven't done lately is kind of try something different because they go, hey, this works, so let's do it. If we if we stray from this, it might be a really good game. It might be a really good concept, but it might not sell as well. So let's, we'll just let's stick clarify with this. Here. Nobody that is a big studio is doing that. That's AAA true. titles are playing it way too safe for my own amusement indie titles are doing all these great things and not getting any funding that's true uh, there's a there's a game out there called omnibus right now and I, I mean it it was on kickstarter and it finished that so i mean it's not like out out right now if you get a chance check out omnibus what is omnibus you're play it's i don't remember the name of the movie because i'm trash but it, the movie was if this bus goes too slow speed. and explodes speed yeah it, the idea is what if you played speed on like playstation one style graphics and, you know, you're just going, there's different game modes, but you're going around pretty much causing as much destruction as you can in this bus that procedurally speeds up and goes faster and faster and faster. And playing that game, I was like, I felt like a kid again. It was amazing, you know? Right. So how much is, does Omnibus cost? I'd have to look it up. I mean, I don't think it's like out, out right now. Now, do you, is, are there microtransactions? Do you buy different buses? Mm, from what I played, no. Okay, so you're not you're not spending two thousand dollars on a bus. Right, right. It's okay. It's not the other indie trap right now of we're a small studio, we're gonna sucker you out of your money. Right. So speaking of getting suckered out of money, let's talk about Star Citizen. Uh really quickly, um I'm gonna put a link here if you wanna put that in the show notes. Okay. Just because we brought it up. There's a demo. It it's hella fun, man. I can't recommend it enough. Okay, buy it for me. Uh, I'll buy you the demo. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Now, how long is the demo? Um, I don't recall. This is a different version than the one I played. The one that I played, you're only playing through a couple levels, but they're fun levels, you know? You okay. get a feel for the game. It definitely left me wanting more. That's good. Uh, I'll, I'll take a look at it after my computer's built. Because <clears throat> my laptop can't really handle anything more than, like, web pages, basically. It makes a Chromebook look like it's a buff man. I've had my laptop for about three years, and it's not—it's not terrible. Three or four years, I've, it's not terrible. It has six gigs of RAM, and like an i3 processor. Like, it's good for if I need to look up the internet and stuff. It's not good for gaming. All right. Uh, Morgan's computer actually just crashed, so she's using my old laptop. Ooh, didn't That's she just a- build that? Uh, well, it was a pre-built, and then I added on to it. Oh, okay. And I think she's also having a motherboard issue, but, mm. you know, she's using my laptop, which I think it's a quad-core processor or something like bad. that. It's, I mean, it'll, it'll, it used to run Skyrim on low. Okay. So, I mean, it's not the worst thing ever. It's just, it's definitely, you know, she was playing Fallout 4 the day before it broke down, so she's taking a step down. And so, Morgan's crying. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's what everyone on the podcast wants to hear about. I almost cried. I almost cried when my computer crashed. I was it it turned off and then like the motherboard like there's uh, buttons on the motherboard 
to uh, like turn it off and on if I need to. Mm-hmm. And uh, those weren't lighting up. So the it <laughs> was, have, motherboard was crashed. When you use computers as much as Nathan and I do, like both for a living and our main source of leisure, mm-hmm. when something goes wrong with your favorite one or your go-to one, you go through the five stages of grief really fast. Yep. Anger is a very big one. That, that lasts <laughs> a long time. Uh, now I'm just, I'm accepting it and trying to get it fixed. Um, so Star Citizen. <clears throat> I'm very, I'm actually very interested in Star Citizen. Have you, did you watch the video that Oroa sent to us? I did not watch the one Oroa sent to me, but I've been watching, uh, one of the YouTube personalities that I enjoy watching videos of. Nathan got... Reitenspruth. <laughs> not that one. Nobody oh, likes okay. that guy. Oh, uh, Robaz, but I mean, he spent more money than he should have just because it's YouTube money. Yeah. And watching him play with the Star Citizen gameplay, it's it, you could tell it's alpha. It looks fun. It looks so beautiful. Oh, I yeah. want to explore that world. Yeah. I don't want to explore that world while ships are like clipping on pretty much anything that's tiny. You know, this is a game about modularly increasing starships pretty much and flying around clipping on the things that you know, you kind of experience first-person mode. You can't help but laugh just because anybody who's made a game has gone through that kind of experience, and it's, you know, it's it's almost unavoidable at first because you don't even think about it. So there's a good thing and a bad thing about the way that Star Citizen is doing things, <laughs> and I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast before. Uh, I like that they are so transparent with what's happening, and they're, you know, releasing alpha builds and stuff like that for people to play around in and test their stuff. I also don't like the same thing because and, – and the reason is this. People will start doing – people are going to get the game. They're going to get this alpha release, and they're going to make all of their assumptions about the game on this alpha release. So no matter how good the game gets <coughs> to be in six months, a year, whenever it's released, they're still going to say, well, in alpha – it did this, and so I'm presuming the game's just going to be like that all the time, because it wasn't a, it wasn't complete, and so they'll take their reviews and they'll take their impressions and they'll take it based off of alpha footage that really you shouldn't take your any of your stuff based off of. Can I? Uh, can we talk about something that we weren't really supposed uh, not going to talk about today? But that brings up a very good point. A lot of people are doing that now, actually. Like, ever since Minecraft was successful for the kind of always-in-beta gameplay, Yeah, a lot of people have been doing that. You know, Don't Starve. Uh, I mean, there's others. I can't really think of them right now. You're thinking indie games. Space, uh, I mean, uh, space engineers. A lot, of, yeah, a lot of it is indie games. But, I mean, how long until that starts showing up in the AAA title, too? Right. Oh, hopefully never, but... Um, I, don't, I don't like that we're treating... The, I mean... I don't like both parts, I guess. It's a double-sided sword. I really hate that they're giving us these games and saying, oh, whatever, you paid for it. You'll get to play what we get to do. Because it's kind of treating the audience like a, a means to an end instead of something that's, you know, someone who's going to be enjoying your art. Right. But it's, on the other side, it's like, yeah, look how great our game is. Oh, you gave us money? Shit, do you still work on it? <laughs> and that's that's some some people have done that, like, I know that certain people, I think it might have been Space Engineers, the same people who made that, like they started working on a different game after, while Space Engineers is still in development. 
Um, I I might be wrong about that. I know there was another one. Um, can't remember the name of it, but it was basically like Ark or one of those survival games. But you were on like an alien planet, and that game got into development hell, and they ended up starting work on a different project and getting funding for that. Yeah, it worked out worked out great. And everyone who helped support that first one is just kind of like, well, that was a that was a bad investment, right? So <laughs> I kind of part of me I I prefer kind of the older model where it's just you know here's a game we'll release it when it's done and you can play it then but i do understand that things like star and they need to do and developers gotta things. eat you know yeah basically they have to say hey this is the progress we're making look at the progress and because then there's people like derek smart who will say well they're not making any progress on the game and if they didn't have something like, you know, Alpha 2.0 or whatever they're having right now, then they would, you know, they wouldn't be able to answer Derek Smart's claims. <clears throat> and Derek Smart is a, a fucking idiot. I don't know if you know that. Uh, he's more of those kind of guys I know of. I, yeah. I know a lot about gameplay mechanics, you know, the study of what is fun. Yeah. As far as the, the celebrities of game design, and I just, I don't care. All yeah. they do is whine on the internet. Just not all of them. No, not all. Some. I mean, Notch became a personality that I usually agree with. Uh, um, Edmund Crosshaw. Ed, Edmund McMillan's really cool. I just, still have him on my Skype. I don't talk to him though. I was I, again. I bought that game when we were going to do the interview, and haven't played it since. You haven't played Binding. I of still Isaac. haven't played Binding of Isaac. What the heck? I, well, I bought it because I wanted to talk about it with him on the podcast, and then I ended up getting sick, so I never did the podcast. And I was like, well, I'll play it when I'm feeling better. Then... I need to get that back from Pearson. Because <laughs> I, I didn't actually have the recording. Pearson did. And so uh, Pearson and I don't talk anymore. Yeah, you all had a bit of a falling out. I, I, don't, I honestly don't know why we had a falling out, but we had a falling out, but... Uh, I really want to put that on my site since Jake let the other one die. Yeah. So. For those who don't know, this used to be the There Be Geeks podcast. Oh, yep. well, website, that is. Yeah. Um, and that went the way of uh, old Joan. Yeah. And so, basically, long story short, there was a falling out between one of the guys on the podcast, or on the website, and myself. Um. Again, I'm kind of confused as to why, but uh, the person who recorded, we had a podcast, or not a podcast, we had an interview that we did with Edmund McMillan, the creator of Super Meat Boy and Binding of Isaac, and I want to get that back from Pearson so that I can post it on, on Reaton Entertainment, even though that's like a you know two years old, it's still, I think it was a pretty good interview, so. Uh, but anyway... That's unless you have anything else you want to talk about randomly. That's about all I had. <clears throat> what um, what game mechanic do you think you want to see come back? Something that used to be super popular and hasn't been. Uh, I know that you've been playing the the old Final Fantasy games. I've certainly been doing my trips into nostalgia as I seemingly always do. You, I mean, unconsequentially, what usually happens is I go visit my parents during the holidays, which means I leave my super buff computer at home. Yeah. And I end up emulating old games that I loved as a kid. 
And there certainly is a disconnect between what I used to enjoy as a kid and do now. But, hell, I miss some of those old mechanics, you know? Right. I, honestly, I like the old <clears throat> RPG mechanics of you're on the right side and the enemies are on the left side and you kill them. I I like that. I don't, like we were talking about that earlier with Final Fantasy thirteen, Final Fantasy seven Remake. I just want them to go back to the old mechanics because the fighting or the way that they you know move around the screen and stuff that never really appealed to me if if you're gonna make an action game just make it be an action game right don't try to hide it like an rpg exactly oh you're doing growth and you'll do the same fight style until the day you stop playing yeah that's like pokemon pokemon hasn't changed shit in i mean they've updated some of the stuff and they've changed some of the moves around right, the equation's a little different but the core mechanic is still there yeah is you your pokemon can only learn four moves just like john cena and <laughs> <laughs> uh only like four people are gonna get that i'm like oh um so you got like the pokemon can only learn four moves you still have the moves you can teach a certain pokemon and it, they're still fun games they didn't have to change anything they're they're light at heart almost too it's yeah you feel innocent playing it you know mm -hmm. i hate the god of war game and i don't know why i'm choosing that one to compare it to so you know, yeah. bear with me here <laughs> i hate the god of war games but it's basically the same thing you learn four moves there you go i connected it yeah and you do the shit that you th that will work against the the enemy that you want to fight right it's just it's a it's a pokemon skin you're exploring and you're fighting with four damn moves yeah however and this is what I wanted to complain about a little bit, just because it's kind of been on my mind for more than a couple days now. Games used to be colorful. You know, the Game Boy didn't even have color, but it had so much atmosphere going on for it. I loved it. You know, um, I've, I've been playing Jet Set Radio, which has gotten me thinking of Jet Set Radio Future. Those games were in your face obnoxious with all these neon bright, you know, neo-Japanese colors. Right. And I loved it. I used to just love exploring that world. You know, I, I didn't even care about doing the missions. I just wanted to check out the art and stuff. No modern game, you know, like, you know. Triple A title. Right. I brought up Undertale earlier, and that's definitely not the comparison I'm going for here. Right. You know, if I'm playing Gears of War, I'm definitely not going, well, you know, I kind of want to explore this place a little bit. I want right. to get to the next thing so I can get a little bit of blood on the screen just to get rid of all those grays and browns. I need something bright. Fallout I, Fallout 4 is more colorful than, like, Fallout 3 or New Vegas. Definitely. It's still a little nauseatingly green. Yeah. And the, the colors that they do have, they seem unnecessarily colorful. Right. Uh, the example I think of at first is they have a lot of, like, factories and stuff like that. Right. You know, when I think of colorful things, I don't fucking think of factory. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I work, at a, I work at a manufacturing factory, and it's pretty brown. Right, and everything in Fallout is lots of oranges and reds and greens and blues. And it's like, don't don't just over-the-top this just because you know people like it. I love how they lost that green tint that 3 had, but it's still not... It feels like they listened to the problem and said, great, how do we fix it? Instead of saying, we have an issue here. We should really think about our world design. But if you look at games like, like Skyrim, <clears throat> um, there was a lot of white because of snow, but... It's pretty colorful. Oh my god. I mean, I I reused a lot of realism mods and stuff like that. Yeah. But walking through the fjords near um like the southeast side of the map, it's beautiful. 
Like, I mean, I'd, I'd stop running. I'd get off my horse. I'd just walk around. I love that. Right. Games, a lot of games nowadays, if they're colorful, it seems like it's because they don't want people to say it's all rain brown and blah, blah, blah. If, if you're making your environment colorful just because someone's going to complain about it, you're not thinking about your environment the right way. Right. It is okay to have a dark, bleak area if that area is supposed to be dark and bleak. Games have done that before. And now it's, it, I think the reason they did that before too is to hide how many polygons they could have. Yeah. So let's face it, this, these are technical things they're worried about. Now we could have, and of course I'm not a graphical designer, so people are going to laugh at me. We have like infinite polygons we could put on the screen. Maybe not at the same time, and you know, you need to split that up between all the assets that you have going on. Well, really, you, make... you can only put like 17 billion polygons on the screen. At the same only. Time. You know, we're we're so worried about Lara Croft's hair that we're scaling everything down or whatever. You know what? It's it's okay. We have these things looking incredibly realistic, and we take all the life out of them by making them look bland and generic and relatable. And oh, it's dark and grimy, and no one's been here for years, even though the candles are all on. But well, well, oh, whatever, lighting. I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. <clears throat> now, I don't ever have anything good to say about WoW because I think it's a shit game. I I I agree with you with where I think you're going. Um, wow, it's but, beautiful. But is I don't think it's pretty. I think it is a graphically it's an in, inferior game to a lot of games, and it's not very pretty in my eyes. But it is very colorful. Mm-hmm. They they did make it a very colorful game, um, and they they use their art style to make it so that they're able to you know, represent what they want, even even with the limited graphic quality that they do have. Right. They're, they're assuming people are playing on, like, actual Raspberry Pis. And they, exactly. They're giving you that option. Um, Final Fantasy fourteen. That's a colorful game. That game is gorgeous. I love what I've seen of fourteen. That That's one of those games where I just kind of want to explore the environment of. Right. Um, Hell, Dishonored? I brought that up earlier? Mm-hmm. One of the appeals to Dishonored, other than the fact that the characters are beautifully written, you know, good on you guys. Is the environment. I feel like I'm actually in a painting when I play that game. And it is so beautiful. I don't care. You know, I know, you know, I get immersed in the game where I kind of feel the rush and the hurry of getting somewhere. But that does not stop me from, uh, hell, uh, the first mission of uh, the first DLC where you play as uh, one of the antagonists out. Uh, you're breaking into this factory where people are on strike. If you want, you can just go into the water where there's a bunch of dead whales and stuff, and there's just a guy on a ship there. You know, it's completely it's a side quest thing, but you're not going to go there unless you're exploring. Right. And it is so fun to explore as well. Game designers out there, listen to that. Make your environment alive. Not just look alive, but alive. Earthbound did it before. Earthbound is like, you know, golden title for making environments. You know, not every house was important, but you could still go in there. And it made it feel... A, immersive, and B, like it was a living thing. Um, There's another game that recently came out that has quite a bit of color. What's that? Halo 5, actually. Right. Actually, it has red and blue. That's it. No, it's it's actually <laughs> a very pretty game. Uh, What they were able to do with, with Halo 5, I was I'm very impressed. I need to play it more, Uh, probably once my computer gets all fixed and stuff. I'll be playing it more. Even though I don't play it on my computer... I do run the stream and everything through my computer while playing it. So, right. um, and if on. you have an Xbox One, uh, add me. My name's Reeton Space Abdul Zero Zero One.
Yeah. Get on with it. Um. Anyway, so let's stay in the comment <laughs> below. If if anyone listened to this, go to reentertainment.com forward slash podcast thirty two, and uh, tell us what what game mechanic that you want to bring back from I don't even know eighties nineties two thousands even. I, uh, I I miss games that were just one joystick. Can we bring <laughs> that back? Um. No. No, I'm sorry. Uh, we're not bringing back Atari or the, uh, it, what was it, the Odyssey? <laughs> One joystick, no buttons. That's that's what the Odyssey was. Did you Pong ever... and Snake for days. Hey, I was a master at Snake. So did you, I'm sure you've, you've flaked off in class with TI-83 calculators oh, before, haven't you? I, I was the guy in my class who could program the TI-83s. Oh, nice. So, I mean, like, I I didn't do anything graphical, but I'd always make, like, blackjack and stuff like that. That's how I got interested in programming. It's, right. People come to me and be like, where'd you get that from? Oh, I made it. Oh, can you make it for me? And suddenly I wasn't the fat, lonely, weird kid. Now, you're, now you're the fat, lonely kid that gets money for programming stuff. Um, I So, they, we played Snake on that, and... During math class, I'd grab a calculator and start playing Snake. And I got to the point in that that I broke the game. Apparently, they didn't have it programmed where you could have more than 99 sections. And so once you got to 100, it just the game just broke. And I found that out. And that's how much time I wasted on Snake when I was in high school. Just all that time you could have been learning math. No, all that time I could have been working and actually applying myself to something. I'm like, nope, I'm going to be a snake master. I'm going to be a millionaire with this. Good fucking idea, Nathan. Anyway, <laughs> thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah, you know, it's I, I every time I go to start a podcast, it's kind of like, oh, Nathan's calling. I gotta, and I always leave it like, hey, that was. You know, it got me thinking about stuff that I've been thinking about and expressing my opinions. Now, really, that's what every podcast is, is internet nobodies talking about things they like. Pretty much. Now, I wanted to ask you, though, uh, I thought you worked on Sundays. Um, During the break, I I used to do a 40-hour work week, but everybody in the office is at their hours completely slashed to bits. Oh, yeah. So I'm working Monday through Wednesday just like a dog to get, you know, stuff that I'd normally get done in an entire week. Yeah. So, I mean, that part sucks, but I have a four-day weekend now. It's great. So, not this upcoming week, um, but the following week, I only work three days because I get um, Christmas Eve and Christmas off. And then the following week after that, I only work three days because I get New Year's Eve and New Year's off. So, I get two weeks where I only work three days. It's going to be amazing because I'm going to have rest and, and... Hopefully a working computer. I will have a working computer. I don't know. I don't care if I have to steal Connor's computer. I will have a working computer. Wait, use Intel, right? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah. I will have a working. <laughs> I won't. I won't even submit myself to stealing an AMD computer. <laughs> That's for the best. Yeah. I, I've gotten into arguments about that at work, and it's just like you know, it's okay to be wrong. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, you thanks. have your opinions, and they're not right. <laughs> but. Anyway, thank you for being here, Connor. Uh, maybe talk to you next week. Wait, you're going to your your parents' house, aren't you? I'll still be able to talk. It just okay. you know, the sound quality might not be amazing. 
we'll get it snowball uh get your own snowball i almost bought one of those when it was on sale for fifty dollars just to give to me just to have it just in case something happened to my microphone which knowing my fucking luck i'm gonna end this call and my microphone's going to explode Connor, I got bad news. None of the audio recorded and we can't do it again. <laughs> no, actually, I texted my friend and I was like, I think my motherboard was DOA. And he's like, your your luck can't be that bad. I'm like, have, have you fucking met me? <laughs> yes, it can. Uh, But anyway, I'm Nathan Reinsbruth. This is podcast number 32. Only 20 more until we technically have a year's worth, I guess. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Bye. You're not going to name drop the Twitters and the... Oh, yeah. I you usually sponsor yourself the hell out of these things. I forgot to do that. I don't. It's because I, I'm not on my computer, so I don't have my list in front of me of of what I'm supposed to say. So go to readandentertainment.com. Check out all the posts that we do on there. It's kind of getting good lately. I'll be honest, it started off pretty bad. I'm not being honest. I'm just saying that because it makes Nathan mad. Yeah. Uh, you know, check it out. Read it. Post comments. If you want to write something, you've got an opinion, go ahead and share it with us. We'll talk about it. Yep. Uh, check them out on Twitch.tv. Maybe not these next coming days because computer's DOA, but usually can... plays a lot of games and does a lot of um, crowd interacting. You know, he talks yep. to the people who watch a lot. He does and, a lot of giveaways. And you can still follow me on Twitch. You just won't be able to see me for probably until Wednesday. Wednesday or Thursday. <laughs> Um, you can also follow him follow... on Twitter yep. at, uh, at Reeton. He talks, he talks a lot. It's, it's okay. I, honestly, it's better if you start conversations than if you just follow him. And then, um, what else? What else we got? I have, I technically have a hitbox, but I never use it. You can follow Connor at Nemesis0320. I tweet about a lot of angry opinions and video games and programming stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, that's about it. And, uh, is there anything else? I mean, you, occasionally you're gonna post eventually on Reet entertainment maybe um it's not like the old website i'm not an employee anymore i'm just kind of freelance now yeah now and you can actually follow him on twitch too it's nemesis three zero three two zero on twitch right yeah yeah don't do that i don't i don't stream i don't when i stream i get more involved with the audience than i do the game and then i stop having fun with the game i don't i won't do it see the problem is i'll get i'll have fun with the game and i'll ignore my audience so I'll be like, oh, yeah, I have an audience I have to entertain. Uh, Here's a game. Thanks for tuning in to the the Reaping Entertainment Podcast. Um, So we'll leave links to everything. Definitely check out the Final Fantasy stuff because I think that's an atrocity. Definitely check out the System Shock games. You know, there's mods out there that make it more playable. We never talked about about one of the things we were going to talk about. What? (laughs) The, The Rocksmith stuff. Oh, the rock band stuff. I totally spaced that. We'll, we'll do that next podcast. Yeah, that's something a ro- I wanted to talk to a row about anyway. Yeah, he'd be more invested in that anyways. He likes he likes rock band a lot. Uh, definitely go ahead and check out Omnibus. Uh, they got a free demo right now. I think it's amazing. Hopefully you'll think it is too. Yeah, it is. Um, it looks good. I looked at it a little bit. It it's looks fun. So It's so fun to look at. It's fun to play too. I don't like, know as far if as indie games go, this is a this is a good. I, I wouldn't be backing it as much as I am right now if I didn't think it was going somewhere. Good. All right, and uh, again, thank you for being here, Connor. I will possibly talk to you next week. All you know, your computers died. Your friends, you're next to die on the list. So you know, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. Con- well, no. See, I won't die. The one somebody around me is going to die. So it's probably going to be you. You're going to have a heart attack after this, or your lung's going to collapse. Yeah, I, I or was going to say, let's face it, it'll be a lung issue. Yeah, you're going to be like, my lung, it's giving out, and then die, and then I'll be like, damn it. 
So we've been doing this over an hour. Just end the fucking podcast. Bye.